Welcome to the Truly Nourish Podcast. My name is Rebecca Laurel Hill. I'm a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and life wellness expert. This podcast has one mission, to help women break free from dieting and overeating patterns and transform how they nourish themselves in body, mind, and soul. Each episode, we dive into teachings and tools that will help you find more peace and freedom with food, more enjoyment living in and caring for your body, and more happiness and fulfillment in your life overall. Thank you for being here. Let's get started. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the episode. So we all have an idea of what healthy eating is, right? There definitely is not a lack of information or opinions out there telling you what is considered to be healthy or unhealthy when it comes to food. And even though I'm a nutritionist and could do a whole podcast on teaching you about healthy foods and the nutrition science behind them, that is neither my desire nor my purpose with this podcast because healthy eating goes way beyond just food and nutrition. And an essential part of healthy eating is having a healthy relationship with food. Because if a healthy relationship with food is not in place, it's difficult for a person to even pursue healthy eating. And if we've been chronic dieters, it's so easy for us to act from that relationship with food that we've known for so long and to take nutrition guidelines and embrace them like a diet. So often there can be a voice in your head that sounds like a nutrition dictator, and it may constantly nitpick over things such as how many carbohydrates does this food have, or is it low fat, or is it high fat, or it may tell you to check calories, or it may tell you not to eat foods with sugar or added sweeteners, and so on. And sometimes what happens is a person will consciously decide to reject dieting and to quit dieting and will allow themselves to just eat what they want and say that they're going to focus on healthy eating instead of all this rules and restriction and dieting type of uh, behavior. But still, they may unknowingly and unconsciously continue to diet because of this voice in their head that is like the nutrition dictator. So it's a voice that operates under the disguise of health and nutrition, but it's unconsciously promoting a diet to you. And this mental chatter can be difficult to identify because it typically sounds like the advice of health authorities or nutrition experts in your head. And just to give an example of how this could look, let's say a person notices hunger in their body and wants to honor that hunger and eat a snack. And so they choose a piece of fruit because they believe that's a healthy snack. But then soon after, they feel hungry again, yet they rationalize that they just ate their snack and shouldn't be hungry yet and should wait for dinner. But then when the person gets home from work, they're ravenous and they end up overeating. So this person had this inner nutrition dictator that was telling them what healthy snacking is, and that voice told them that a healthy snack is either fresh fruit or cut up veggies or something like that, and then the voice told them after you eat the snack, you shouldn't be hungry again and you should just wait until your next meal. Like, that's how it's supposed to be. 
So even though this person had rejected dieting, their inner nutrition dictator still had these rules around what is considered right and wrong snacking. And so this is just one example. And even though they choose the fruit to honor their health and also honor their true hunger in that moment, there was still this food policing going on in their head that caused them to get over hungry and then overeat when they got home from work. So yes, nutrition is an important part of health and very valuable, and I love it. But if this nutrition dictator voice is prominent in a person, then there's like this hidden agenda always going on, which leads to food and nutrition policing. And this causes a person to make choices that in the end don't end up being healthy or satisfying to them overall and can instead turn out to be food choices that are really depriving for them. And we always want to avoid deprivation because deprivation is the driver of overeating. Now, one way you will know when the nutrition dictator voice is not there is how your inner voice makes you feel when you respond to it. So if you choose a food in the name of health and it feels like there's no hidden agenda, then you know the nutrition voice is your ally and is not setting you up for failure. But if that voice is telling you that you should eat a certain way or that you better eat this or not eat that or if you reject a food because you know you'd feel guilty if you did eat it, then that is likely the nutrition dictator voice being very active and it is guiding your decisions in an unhelpful way that will likely lead to feelings of stress and then overhunger or deprivation later on and probably some sort of overeating. So the nutrition dictator's voice will give you messages that sound like I should or I better or I have to make this healthier food choice. And this keeps you unconsciously dieting. And it also causes you to feel guilty if you make a different choice. So guilt is really tied into this nutrition dictator voice. And so there is this unhealthy relationship with food that's coming from food or eating rules. And then with that, the feelings of guilt if the rules are not followed, even though the person has consciously decided to quit dieting. And it's interesting. There's been past research by food psychologists showing Americans score the highest on worrying about food and healthy eating and also score the highest in worrying about the fattening effects of food. And then with that, they were shown to have greater dissatisfaction with what they ate. And we also know that countries and cultures that have a really positive attitude towards food and truly enjoy food have a greater uh, health statistic, have greater health statistics in their population and also um, greater health indicators. And one of the reasons for this phenomena of good food and bad food beliefs and some of the cause of constant food worry in people is the availability of research studies that get reported by the media. Because the average consumer takes the reported research findings that they might hear on the news or online, wherever. They'll take that as facts. And this causes problems because there are other aspects aspects of research findings, such as 
around concepts of probability, uh, as well as risk and benefit, and also differences between cause and association that are never presented by the media or taught (laughs) from by the media. So there's these other things that are hidden that are super important to the research findings and how you interpret them that the media does not give us. And what happens is people will tend to develop a reductionist belief that food is either good or it's bad, basically to give themselves a feeling of certainty around the matter that you know they've learned about from the news. But then with that, they tend to create eating goals that are both unhealthy and unattainable in ways, and that leads to a lot of food worry and dissatisfaction with the food that they do eat when they have like these certain goals that they've derived based on these ideas of good food, bad food. So now let's look at that question, what is healthy eating really? So first, eating healthfully should always feel good both physically and mentally and emotionally, meaning that you want to feel satisfied and truly nourished by what you eat and by how you eat and never feel guilty for choosing any food that allows you to feel satisfied and truly nourished. But the thing is, so many people have lost sight of the feeling of real satisfaction and nourishment from food due to to the food worry and the fat phobia that's like an epidemic right now. And that has taken the pleasure out of eating for so many people. And there are a lot of critics who will say that encouraging people to eat whatever they want And to seek pleasure in food will lead them to eat with abandon and in an uncontrolled way and then result in poor nutrition. And the underlying belief with this is that self-monitoring and certain food restrictions are essential for keeping a person's appetite under control. That's what the belief around that is. And it's thought that without the vigilance around food, people would make nutritionally poor food choices, including eating to excess. Yet, what we know from our own personal experience as dieters and restrictors, if you're listening to this podcast and you fall into that category, I definitely was back at one point in my life. So from our own data of our lives, but also from several research studies, what we know is that restrained eating is associated with overeating. And studies on intuitive eating show that it's associated with improved nutrient intake, with eating a wider variety of foods, and with reduced symptoms of disordered eating. So healthy eating is really not only about nutrition. It's about eating in a way that feels good physically, mentally, and spiritually for that individual person. And when we can remove all the mental clutter of food rules, remove the emotional clutter of food guilt, and remove the spiritual clutter of thinking you're either a good or bad person based on how you eat, when all of that is removed, then you're able to really feel the physical bodily sensations that you derive from your eating. Because... Typically, when people have been dieting and not eating in tune with their bodies, and also when they are feeling guilty about what they might be eating, the feeling of fullness can be really married to this feeling of guilt. 
And so what happens is the guilty feeling will arise in tandem with the unpleasant physical sensations of eating without being attuned to your body, which means feeling guilty while eating leads to overeating because the feeling of guilt increases your disconnection from your body while you're eating. But when you know that you are truly able to eat whatever food or meals you want without experiencing guilt, then you're much more naturally able to feel physically comfortable from your meals and much more naturally desire to stop eating at that comfortable fullness. So getting rid of guilt helps get rid of overeating. So a way we can get rid of guilt is to allow ourselves to eat whatever we truly love and whatever we're truly hungry for when we're hungry for it. So healthy eating is about having a balance of foods while having that healthy relationship with food. And having a healthy relationship with food means you do not see yourself as either morally superior or inferior based on your eating choices. And so you fully embody the belief that your eating choices are not a reflection of your character and they do not make you more worthy or less worthy as a person. And so in body, mind, soul nutrition, you're really working on attuning to your inner world. You are becoming aware of the inner workings of your mind and your body, which includes your thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and then the physical sensations that arise from within your body, you know, such as hunger and fullness cues and your satiety and the energy you get from food. And being a truly nourished woman is a process of integrating your inner world of thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and body cues with the external world of health and nutrition guidelines. So it's integrating the internal and the external. That's how you become a truly healthy person and truly nourished woman. And you get to decide if and what from the external world you would like to integrate into your eating to achieve your own authentic health. So when you are truly inner attuned and able to pay attention to and honor your hunger, your fullness, your level of satisfaction and so on inside your body, then you can take what you want from the outside world of food and nutrition and eating philosophies and take those that resonate with you and can integrate it into your intuitive eating. However, if you start to take on certain health values or eating philosophies from the external world too soon when you have not yet become an intuned and intuitive eater, then there is a risk for that food set, food mindset that you might be adopting, whatever that is, for it to become another rigid set of rules that will only set you back in your relationship with food. So I'm going to summarize what I talked about today in just a few sentences to wrap it up. But healthy eating is never about deprivation, even though diet culture has said that it is and has told us that it is so many times in so many ways. True healthy eating comes from a healthy relationship with food. 
and a healthy relationship with food comes from practicing what I call body, mind, and soul nourishment. So in body nourishment, we're eating according to the physical sensations that are arising from our body, such as our true hunger cues, our fullness, and our satiety, and according to the energy and the satisfaction that we receive from different foods. And we're exercising from a place that is joyful and comfortable for us. We move for the sake of movement, not to lose weight, not to burn calories. And we move because it feels good, because our body likes to move, and because our bodies are designed to move, and because our bodies thrive with regular movement. We move for joy. And in mind nourishment, we're adopting the beliefs, the thoughts, and creating the feelings that allow us to eat in attunement with our body, in harmony with our body, and that allow us to experience the body harmony and body respect that our soul really desires. And then in soul nourishment, we're reclaiming our self-worth and our self-esteem because it has nothing to do with our body shape or size or with how we eat. So we're reclaiming what is our birthright and just owning our worth as a human being. And we're owning our value and worth as women living our lives fully and free from food fears and body worries. So that's soul nourishment. And that is what I'm so passionate about, (laughs) body, mind, soul, nutrition. So if you want to be part of the community that I will be creating, that's going to teach you how to free yourself from dieting and overeating cycles, how to become an intuitive eater, and will also help you become a truly nourished woman who is living her best life through body, mind, soul, nutrition. Join the information waitlist so that you can be the first to know when the membership is available. And you can become a founding member and receive a reduced monthly membership fee as a founding member. So if you get on the wait list, which is just, you know, the email list that I will send out first regarding the information so you can be the first to know that's what that is. And if you have any questions or want to share your personal experience with me as you listen to the podcast, you can email me at hello at rebeccalaurelhill.com or message me on Instagram anytime. I would love to hear from you. Truly, I would about anything. Like I said, questions or just want to share what's going on for you. I would love to know and get, get to know you truly. And until next time, much love and thank you so much for being here. I love being here with you. Are you a woman who wants to end cycles of overeating and dieting so that you can experience greater health and well-being, more peace and freedom around food, more vibrancy, and more feelings of joy and confidence living in your body? If so, be sure to sign up for the waitlist to learn more about my new intuitive eating course and the Truly Nourished Private Women's Membership. It is in this private club where you can learn step-by-step how to end dieting and overeating forever and become the truly nourished woman you desire to be. Go to RebeccaLaurelHill.com to learn more.